Good morning. Today is June the 24th, and I am having to pre-record this because my day is going to start off fast um, here in about 30 minutes. <laughs> I am uh, going to be very busy with uh, with my job interviewing, uh, so uh, be praying for me in regards to that. Uh, I'll be busy from 8 until about 4.30 this afternoon, so I wanted to pre-record this and get this up to you. Uh, we're going to look in Acts chapter number 9, verse number 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues that he found, that if he found any of this way, whether they be men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Now notice that uh Saul had begun his campaign back in Acts chapter number 7 when he oversaw uh, the death of Stephen. And he was persecuting those of the way. Um, The way, notice it says, found any of this way. Uh, Remember Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then we also see the term used throughout the book of Acts. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. Acts 19.9 But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way. Okay. Uh, Acts 22.4 And I persecuted this way unto the death. Uh, Paul giving his testimony. Acts 24.14 But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things that are written in the law and in the prophets. So it was called the way. So the disciples of the Lord is simply referring to those who had embraced the kingdom message. Now you'll hear people say all the time these are are first century Christians. Um, not so. They were not called Christians until Antioch. And these are people who had embraced the way. The way was the gospel, the kingdom. Um, then notice in verse number two. Uh, and he desired of him letters, and we just read this, to Damascus to the synagogues. Who were in these synagogues? Jews were in these synagogues. Why were believing Jews uh, still in the synagogues? Because they were still Jews. (laughs) That's why they were still in the synagogues. The First Baptist Church of Jerusalem had not been founded yet. These were not Christians. Okay, These were not members of the body of Christ. Um, They were only called those the way because they had embraced Jesus as their long-awaited Messiah. They were faithful Jews who had no desire to break with Judaism. Um, And then the question is, why would Paul want to bring them back to Jerusalem? Because that was where they were going to be tried. Uh, That was where the Sanhedrin was and the seat of the Jewish faith. It was there that their prosecution could be meted out. Uh, And unlike Paul, the vast majority of these were not Roman citizens, and they had no rights. So the Jews dealt with it among themselves, and Rome did not get involved. 
we talked the last time we were together why they needed um, Rome to be involved in the crucifixion. Well, that was an issue of prophecy. Uh, the Gentiles had to be involved in the crucifixion of Christ per the Old Testament prophecies. And it was only the Gentiles that crucified people. Um, but otherwise, the Jews handled their own disputes among themselves. So Paul was bringing, or Saul was bringing these people back to Jerusalem to face accusation and punishment. Now notice in verse 3, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now this is the moment that changed Saul's life forever. Uh, now we must understand that Paul was a religious man. He thoroughly believed in the Old Testament scriptures. Uh, he was very faithful in his beliefs. It's just that he believed that Jesus was an imposter. He was a fake. Uh, in, in Romans 11.1, 1, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. Paul was a Jew's Jew. Uh, Philippians 3, 4, and 6. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I even more. I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as to touching the law, I was a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. Uh, touching the righteousness which is in the law, I was blameless. So, Paul was a thoroughly religious man. Um, it's just he believed that Jesus was a fake. Uh, Randy White makes an interesting observation. It is of interest that Saul is only called by his Jewish name prior to his conversion, after which he is called Paul. The use of the Jewish name could associate him, and I'd never seen this before, until actually Les Feldick mentioned it previously in chapter 7 when we were introduced to Saul. Uh, the use of his Jewish name could associate him with the rejection of God made by the Jewish people at the time of the selection of Saul as they as their first king. And you remember, um, God, God said, they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. So if that be the case, Saul represented the rejection of Jesus Christ again by the nation of Israel, or God reigning over them. So Saul in the Old Testament... They rejected the rule of God over them by selecting an earthly king. And now uh, they're saying here that Randy is pointing out here that Saul represents the rejection of Jesus by Jesus by the nation of Israel again. So God is graciously choosing the icon of rejection to become the bearer of the new gospel to the world. So just something to think about. I'd never thought of that. I never saw the parallels between Saul and of the Old Testament, or yeah, Saul of the Old Testament and Saul of the New Testament. So just as Saul in the Old Testament was the product of their rejection of God ruling over them, so Saul in the New Testament is a product of the nation's rejection of God through Jesus Christ ruling over them through his kingdom. 
Now notice the question that the Lord asked him, why persecutest thou me? Now there's no doubt that Saul knew exactly what that question meant because he was persecuting Jesus, um, those who followed the man who claimed to be their Messiah. Uh, he knew exactly, he knew what, what exactly he was being asked and who he was being asked it by. Because he says in verse number five, who art thou Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now, some disagree as to who Paul is addressing here in his response. Some would say when he used the word Lord, it was just a, a title of respect. And others say, no, uh, he knew who exactly who it was here in his response. And, you know, he was actually responding Lord as in referring to Jehovah of the Old Testament. So, not sure. Um, again, either it was a term of respect or he knew that it was God uh, speaking to him. Of course, it'd be hard for me to imagine that Saul didn't know that something supernatural was going on here. And then immediately, Jesus drops the bomb on him. And he said, why are you persecuting me? Uh, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Um, and what that means is he was actually, you're actually working against God. How are you working against God? By failing to realize that Jesus is, was the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. And of course, I've always, some of the newer translations will say it's hard for you to kick against the goads. And of course, a goad was a stick um, that a farmer had. And as the oxen were plowing, you want the furrow to be in a straight line as he digs the hole to plant the seed. And sometimes the oxen would start to veer. And you ever looked, uh, if, you, if you drive across farmland, you notice those rows or furrows is what they call them are in straight lines. Um, that's the way you want them. You don't want them like this. And sometimes the oxen would start to go out, go off, and he would goad them with this stick with some sharp points on the end as a way to keep them going or to keep them in line. And so the Lord here is accusing Saul, you're kicking against the goad. You're, you're fighting me on this. So, that's our time for today. Uh, we'll get into uh, verse number six and Paul's response uh, tomorrow. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. And remember, God loves you and wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.